Well, Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Good to have you today. Pastor Tim Carscott here, Christian Center Shreveport. It's our Supernatural Friday podcast. We love to share supernatural stories of miracles that God does in our hour. This today is a Christmas miracle story. It's going to blow you away how God is so good to kiss us and heal us at the same time. All right. Shabbat Shalom. Well, good day, everybody. I pray you're having a great day and a great week as well. Hope you've enjoyed all the podcasts this week. We tried to pour into you, encourage you, build you up in your most holy faith. All right, as we say in the skirt and the scriptures tells us to do, and we go after that. Well, it's 23rd day of December 2022. We won't be saying that in a couple of weeks. We'll be past this month and be into 23 prophetically, lots of things are going to happen this coming year. And we're excited about that. I, I, as much as we know there's still some hardships to come, we are excited about what God is going to do and is doing in our lives each and every day. And this story today we'll share. We always try to find a supernatural story to share. is an amazing, an amazing miracle I worked in the uh, medical field for many years in cardiology, and so I understand the depth of this miracle more than most because I'm, I understand when he tells the story, this gentleman does, of what God did for his heart. I'm going, that is, is a greater miracle than you realize. And so enjoy this testimony. But then also in this story, it's a story where signs and wonders are a part of the miracle. And we must understand that God speaks through the signs and wonders because he talks to us. That's what it's a sign. It points you a direction. If I see a sign outside my city, it says 50 miles or 50 kilometers to my city. That's a sign that tells me I'm heading toward my city and how far it is. And then they make you wonder, wonder, what are you doing, Lord? But it makes you think about the wonders of God. So enjoy this testimony. And then we're going to pray for you on the backside for you to have the same types of encounters in the name of the Lord. Okay, listen in, enjoy. Every time I pray, I have always asked for a sign, always since I was a little girl. That's all, just a little sign, Lord, just a little sign. Tony Espinoza had been praying for a miracle since March of 2004. That was when she and her husband, David, learned he only had two years to live. And he just said, you know, I hate to tell you this, but your heart is enlarged. It's not beating like a normal heart. EF is the efficiency uh, rating of a of your heart. A healthy heart is considered at 60, and I was at 12%. It was shock. You know, my first emotion was shock. I was numb. I really was. I was like a zombie the first few days, the first week. My prayer was just like, 
that, okay, you know, help me through this. They sought a second opinion and a third, but all came back with the same diagnosis. So it was more about uh, getting my family ready for when I wasn't here any longer. I've accepted the fact that I'm gonna die. But Tony and their daughters weren't giving up faith. They made an appointment with doctors at the DeBakey Heart Institute, seven hours away in Houston. I'm not ready for this. I'm, I'm not ready to be alone. I'm not ready to be a widow. I'm not ready. I was asking God just, you know, that David gets a heart transplant. That's what I was praying for. They asked their family and friends at church to pray for David. Oh, that was awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I, suddenly I'm on prayer lists everywhere. They all rallied around us and, and prayed for him. And it was just amazing. For the next seven months, they continued to make monthly trips from their home in McAllen to Houston for checkups. I wasn't improving, I wasn't getting worse, but my EF continued to be 12%. The doctors told them David needed a heart transplant as soon as possible. That's when Tony came to a surprising realization. Why am I asking for David to get a heart transplant? Someone has to die. It just. It did something to me when I heard that. I mean, I started praying. Give him a new heart, but not someone else's heart. You can do that. You can give him a new heart. Thanksgiving came and went. Although he was still in need of a transplant, David was encouraged that the Lord was working. I continued to get little messages from God. End of Matthew, I will be with you until the end of age. And then I ran across uh, Ezekiel, where he says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I truly believe that he was giving me hope that there was something to come. I remember saying, thank you for healing David. I know you have healed David. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. But I just, I just need that little sign. It would be awesome if it snowed in McAllen. I, I believe I said Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. McAllen down in the Rio Grande Valley, and it's, it's pretty much two seasons. You have summer for about 11 months out of the year, and for one month uh, out of the year, you got fall. If you have that faith, you know, the size of a mustard seed, and you just pray, God, your will be done. It was that Christmas Eve and everyone had gone to bed. Then I looked out and I saw this stuff coming down. And I opened the, the door and I was like, this is snow. I felt that silent night, holy night. There was no noise, nothing. I felt him. I felt him. Like, I'm here. I've never left you. It continued, it continued, and it continued, and I was just, thank you. Thank you. The next morning, all South Texas woke up to a white Christmas for the first time in over 100 years. And for him to show me that way, I'm just a little speck in the world, but he knows who I am. God is awesome. And his mercy and his compassion is just overwhelming. Three weeks later, they went for David's monthly checkup in Houston. And then we go to the doctor and he opens the charts and it's just his eyes open up. 
And he says, you know what? I can't explain it, but you're not sick anymore. Well, Tony and I looked at it, he said, we know. We can explain it. Because I know I grabbed his hand. I said, you've been healed. God answered our prayer. Now my EF is up uh, in the mid-50s. And nothing has changed other than it snowed. We put ourselves in his hands, and he did the rest. Since 2004, David has been enjoying life with a healthy heart. He and Tony continue to pray and thank God for their miracle. You can be at your lowest, but yet he's going to pick you up as long as you've got faith and you believe. And I have a profound love for him. That's the good news. It's not that I got healed. It's just, it's now I have a story to tell you of how great God is. How great God is. <laughs> Isn't that an amazing story? You got a sign that she asked for. God kissed her. And a wonder, because I grew up in South Texas. That does not happen. If I remember right as a child, I grew up all the way through high school and first starting college. And I, my whole life was two encounters. I remember the first grade, and I was in middle school the second time, and just a little bit of spitting of snow. And they were further south than I was. I was in Corpus Christi, which is about four hours north of there. And uh, so it was a miracle in many different ways. And God kissed them. Uh, they had quite a bit of snow. Matter of fact, it snowed almost all night for them, and they had a Christmas snow. So this is a great Christmas story. I know most of you are getting ready in the next couple of days to be with your families, if you're not already. And I want you to catch this, that God so cares about our needs that he would do that for this family and would do it for you just to say, I love you, and I want to show you how much I love you. I want to kiss you with the sign, but also I want to heal, I want to heal you of whatever you have need of. Now, I, like I said before, I, I was in the medical field working cardiology for many years. And the EF, they call ejection fraction. That's basically the, the pumping action percentage-wise. So if you have 100% heart, you have 100% ejection fraction. And he was down, I think he said 15, which for us, when we had patients like that, we were scared they were going to drop dead at any minute, at any moment. And so we would always limit what exercise, anything we did with them. We kept their life sedentary as possible because, uh, you know, that's it. And it was rare if ever you ever strengthened. That number may strengthen a little bit, you know, through some medications and maybe some, you know, therapy. But for the most part, you know, if you got a 5% increase, it was a miracle. So for him to get all the way up over past 50% function out of his heart, that is a miracle. Now, look, as you die, as you get older, unless you walk in divine health, you know, that's going to happen to most people with heart disease, especially it's going to get worse. And this miracle to me is a fulfillment of the scripture says that he renews our youth. And this gentleman had his youth renewed. God took a broken, weak heart which is a muscle, right, deteriorated for whatever reason, and gave it back its strength, renewed his strength. And all of a sudden, he could function at a normal level. For the most part, somebody with 50-plus percent, section fraction, can live a pretty normal life. 
And the miracle there is that he said it. He believes God healed him so he could tell us this story. And we have to see that when we go through miracles, we go through hardships. What are you up to, God? What are you trying to do? Not that he allows it. Remember the little blind boy and they came to Jesus and whose fault is it? Is it his fault? Is it his parents' fault? Whose fault that is it that he is blind? And Jesus said, neither, none. It's to the glory of God. And there are times that God allows, I don't think he causes it, but he allows things like that to happen in order that his glory would come forth. And when Jesus healed, it was to the glory of God. And it also removes all the questions about fault finding. I think sometimes when we find problems in our life, we, we, we do look for the root. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I do. But there comes a time that there, the root is not, not always important. I remember once I was uh, a counselor sent me somebody who what they call multiple personalities. And I didn't have a medical grid on how to deal with multiple personalities. I knew this person was under demonic oppression. And so I just started binding and, and asking God to help me deliver them. And this person would manifest different personalities during the sessions. And I would just cast the demons out of that personality. And I, it kept me busy because this person had multiple personalities. But eventually this person got delivered. And I remember the counselor said, so how did you do that? And I told him, well, said, well, we don't do it that way. We, you know, we try to do all this therapy and, and so forth. I said, well, I, I didn't, I'm not smart enough for that. I saw demons and I just prayed God would give me the power to get them out. Whose fault it was, was not important to me. What well, was important that that person be free. I'm not saying that the other person was wrong, the counselor. I'm just saying for me, that was my portion is that Lord, you've got to set us free. And so sometimes trying to figure out what's wrong can also distract you from believing for a miracle while you're looking for something that caused it. Also believe like this family did for their healing and not get caught up with the causes, get caught up with the power and the redemption power of healing that comes through our Lord who does signs and wonders. And I gave that word a couple of weeks back about how we're in a Joel two moment where signs and wonders are going to start manifesting more and more in the earth as heaven comes down. We had a word also a couple weeks ago about we saw a permanent access between heaven and earth as the angels are coming and descending and ascending, bringing down goods for us. So receive that today. Receive that for yourself. If you know somebody in your family needs a miracle, believe for that as well. So Father, I pray right now for everybody on this podcast that your glory would rest upon them, Lord. And that, Father, whatever they're going through, that you can heal them just like you healed this family. And that, Lord, you can touch with a sign as well. You kiss us with your love. And I speak that over every individual right now. In the name of Jesus, I bless them and I bless their life in the coming days. Lord, I thank you for the miracle-working God. And we love you each and every day. All right. God bless you. We love you guys. Shabbat Shalom. And we'll see you next week as we start another week of our podcast. See you. 
Well, thanks again for listening each and every day. Some of you are so faithful to that. I get the letters and emails, and let me tell you, they mean much. You can contact us at info at ChristianCentersReport.com. You can go to our website or our app, and we have ways to contact us there as well. And we thank you. Those testimonies are encouraging to us. Thank you for your giving. That's very encouraging as well. I pray that you have a wonderful weekend and that you join us again next Monday as we start all over again. Shabbat Shalom.